Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Con Report. Wherever you get your podcast, you know the deal, folks. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Both those help us out a lot. Please do that. Also, you can catch us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P. IRE, always much appreciated when you tune in. Don't forget, you can also read my work on ESPN.com. I'm trying to take a little bit of time off, so a lot of these podcasts are pre-recorded, so I'm not going to be discussing news on here, so if there is any news, go to ESPN.com. There you go. Today, I'm joined by Washington Commander Secondary Coach Brett Vesselmeyer as we discuss some of the rookies, <laughs> two of them in particular, Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin, what he saw from them in the spring. And now this was an interview recorded during a, we had a, a media day with all the assistant coaches. So I had um, coach Vesselmeyer by myself for about seven minutes or so. So a lot on Emmanuel Forbes and a lot on Quan Martin. Why does he think Forbes is such a good ball hawk? Some of the impact already that Benjamin St. Just and Kendall Fuller have had on him. One area in particular I've talked about before, but I, I want you to hear it from, from Vesselmeyer, and then also Quan Martin. What does he add to the secondary, and why is it important <laughs> about what he adds? So there you go. And I wanted to talk about the secondary today um, because I think some of the, you know, it's funny because I on the last podcast, I talked about the expectations for this team from outside Washington's bubble. Where are they at? Why, in some cases, are they so low? And part of the reason why I went down this road, I saw a couple things and again, people have their own opinions. They will find out in a few months who's right and wrong. And I'm not saying they're wrong. I just, you know, I'm just, I think it differs from how the internal vibe is, certainly by quite a bit. So why is that, et cetera? One of the areas that one of the things I saw was on ESPN, we had Seth Walder, uh, Mike, Mike Clay, who do a very good job, went over and basically looked at, ranked the rosters in the NFL. They had the commanders 24th, which... I was surprised. I was surprised at how low it was because I think it's personally, I think it's better than that, but I'm not also, I'm not sitting there comparing it to every other roster. So, but it was the fourth in the NFC East. And obviously the Eagles are first Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Washington. Anyway, so I was surprised at how low it was. And so I did ask, um, I did kind of ask about like, some of the reasoning why, and I know, and they even wrote in there too about, I think they they have some questions or certainly one of them had questions about the secondary. So I think it's better than what they say. Now, from again, from an outside perspective, you can look at it individually and is Kendall Fuller a great corner? No. Is Benjamin St. Juice a great corner? Well, nobody, neither one of them, right, has been, is a Pro Bowl corner. Do they have a Pro Bowl safety? No, you can say Cam Curl is a very, very good safety, and he is, but he hasn't been a Pro Bowl safety or an All Pro or anything like that. So there's no one I think. In, now I think Cam Curl is very good. I think he is ultra important to this defense, and perhaps maybe because he's not in a, a big time playmaker, perhaps he's a little bit underrated outside this bubble. Um, but again, it's the playmaking that really gets you paid and gets you noticed and gets you on those. Pro Bowl, all pro teams, et cetera. 
So, so, but I think when you, so when you look at it as like, is there one, they just say, Oh, do they have a Jalen Ramsey type? No, they don't have, you know, whether Derwin James, whatever, they don't have that guy particularly, but I think collectively, I like this group a lot and I like them for a couple of reasons. And this is where, so this is where I wonder, is there a disconnect or not even disconnect, but am, am I, am I overstating what I think they can do or someone else just underrating what they can do? So, but I do like the secondary and I liked what I saw this spring. I thought they played fast. Now, some of it is they, there are a couple of reasons why I like the secondary. So I think one, I think collectively it's a good group. It's a smart group. That's one of the things I like about it. I think if you want to, if you, and I think there's some toughness there too. I remember back in the day when they'd have guys like, to be honest, Bakari Ramble, and he was not considered a certain type of safety, but when they drafted him, they wanted him to become that type of safety. And like, well, if you want that kind of safety, then you draft that kind of safety. You don't draft a guy and hope he becomes something he hasn't been. And I think in this group, you have some guys who are smart. You have guys who are, I think, are tough. And so I think that leads to a smart, tough secondary. Collectively, again, I think they're they're a good group because of those smarts. And when you're playing that zone match system, I think you have to have some trust along the way. I think you have to understand and be able to recognize and play to a certain level. And I think that's one of the things they're able to do. And that's why I like the addition of Forbes and Quan Martin. I think both those guys fit in well with those attributes that they were looking for, and especially with the smarts part. I think Cam Curl is very, very smart, and I've always liked that guy. I remember even as a rookie, the thing I've always appreciated about his game is what he takes away just by his positioning. And you would see it as a rookie time and time again where there might be a, a quarterback looking a certain way, but he can't go there because Cam Curl's there. Now, does he make the play? Does he get credit for the play? No, but I'll give you an example. <clears throat> On the San Francisco touchdown by Chase Young a couple years ago when he was a rookie, that little scoop and score, the whole reason why that play became available, and this is where that pass rush and the coverage work hand in hand. There was a play where they're trying to run like a um, fake bubble with the tight end kind of like tipping, taking a step to block and then going downfield. The purpose of that is to draw up the safety, the guy covering tight end. That guy was Curl. Curl doesn't budge on it. Because of that, the quarterback has to hold the ball another split second. That allows the rush to get home. That leads to a fumble. That led to a touchdown. That So that play was not made by – Cam Curl doesn't get any credit for that play, but he made it by his coverage. That's the thing I've always appreciated about his game is the subtleties of his game, and that's why he's such a valuable piece to that defense. And I, you know, I think St. Juiced, when he's on the field, when he stays healthy, has been a very good corner, has been a good corner for them. And I think he's continues to get better. What I've appreciated about his game, because it goes hand in hand with Kendall Fuller. I think Fuller's been one of the smarter players at that position that I've covered. I think if he wanted to become a coach when he's done, he would be a really good one. He may not want to be, but he would be a very good coach. I think Kendall Fuller has some of those attributes as well. And I remember sticking as a rookie, how... It jumped out to me when I would talk to St. Juiced about things that he learned over the first four or five games of his rookie year. And he could point to specifics about what he learned and then how he implemented something into his game because that, that stuff sticks out to you. So I think, like I say, collectively, I like I like the way Derek Force has improved over the over his <laughs> over his time here. He's only been here a couple of years, but he really improved. So I think Percy Butler has the potential to get better. We'll see where he's at. And I like the additions of Forbes and Martin. Now, is there great, great? And I like this one. Jeremy Reeves, I think, is very good. 
one of the things that Visselmeyer talked to us about before I, and I'm playing only a portion of the interview. So before we, before I started just my questions, there were a couple other people there. And so one of the things we talked that he talked about was that core four and how important they were guys who had been here all four years, Danny Johnson, Cam Curl, Jeremy Reeves, and Kendall Fuller. Those guys have been ultra important at setting the tone in the room and basically getting others to, to not, not so much in line. Cause I don't think, I don't know that they need to be held in line or something or, you know, pushed in line, but setting the tone for the room and how you have to be as a pro. That's why it's like, you know, people always think that it's these guys who are vocal, vocal leaders that are the leaders. You know, when DJ Swearinger was here, I know fans used to go crazy because he would yell at the guys before practice and all of that. But I can tell you in the room, he was not viewed that in the in the locker room. He was not viewed the same way he was outside there. And I always like talking to DJ, but I'm just telling you that's how it was, that it wasn't the same way. So what you you, what you that's why like a guy like Kendall Fuller, not a big vocal guy, but is a is a good leader because of his approach, right? The, the way he studies, the way he prepares. That's what you need because those are the kind of guys that stick around for a long time. Anyway. So that's one of the things I think maybe gets overlooked is collectively, I think it's a good group. So look at some of these numbers I dug up from last year. <clears throat> I think once they once they moved on from the William Jackson experiment in zone, they became a much better secondary and just the numbers bear it out. So look at last year, um, in the last nine games of the season, they were in the top 10 for in terms of opponent QBR. So they were top, one of the best 10 in opponent QBR and QBR, I think is one of the best measuring sticks of how a quarterback is and the impact they have on a game. They were 25th in that area in the first eight games. So in the first eight games, they allowed 7.5 yards per attempt. That's 24th in the league. In the last nine games, they allowed 6.3 yards per pass attempt. That was fourth in the league in the last, in the first 14 games, 20, excuse me, in the first eight games, they allowed 14 touchdown passes, tied for 26th. In the last nine, they allowed 12 touchdown passes, tied for ninth. And so the, my point is, they were they had become a really good, and that, that's, it, that's not just on the secondary, of course, that's on the entire defense, but if the secondary job is to cover. So they the coverage was better and more consistent in the second half of the year. And some of that was attributed to, you know, again, abandoning the William Jackson, the third experiment, because he was just abysmal in zone, didn't always know what to do. And that was a problem. And then you had Cam Curl. Sometimes if he wasn't on the field, there was an impact. And there was the, the, the Lions game is the prime example. There are multiple plays in that Lions game that probably don't happen if Cam Curl um, is, is out there. So, you know, that's something that, you, you know, that was was a big deal. So I think it's a good group, and it's why I think like this defense will be should be really good because I think I like you. Know, you look at the defensive line. If Chase Young can give them, a, you know, similar to what he did as a rookie, but if he can play better than he did, even the you know the first eight or nine games of that of his second year, that will be a big improvement for this group. But that back four, I like what they have, and I also like the versatility they have, and that's one of the things that I talked about with Vesselmeyer is, and that's some. So you get the newcomers who can add to that Forbes, and one of the things we talked about is why Forbes was worked inside a little bit during the spring. Again, his future is on the outside. 
but why was they doing what's the benefit of that and then Quan Martin the some of the things that we didn't see in the spring that or that you really you did see it because he did blitz but the impact of his blitzing because one of the things they really like about him is the blitz his, his ability to blitz so I think that's you know but that's why I wanted to play this interview for you just to see and I think that's I wonder if other people are looking at that secondary and saying ah oh, it's is it, is it so good I do think it's a strong secondary and also Again, I think what matters here is it's the fourth year of a defensive system, but it's also the second year of their zone match coverage scheme. And that, to me, is a big deal because now you have multiple guys who are experienced in that. And you are bringing in a couple guys, but it's only two newcomers, and they can both fill a certain role. And I think they're both smart players, so that all helps, and it'll help them get up to speed. you got good guys around them. I can't understate the importance of, I can't overstate the importance of a guy like Fuller to that room. It's why they want to keep him around. It's why after they drafted Quan Martin, they like, Oh, are they going to cut somebody? It's like, it's not going to be him because first of all, they still think he can play. They feel like he's a very good match in the zone, um, the zone match coverage scheme. And, and we saw that he made plays off that last year because of that, but I think that they like him in that role, but they also really like him in the other role because he can still play but he also can be a strong leader and just set a good tone in the room. And again, guys like Reeves and, you know, Cam Curl, I mean, Cam Curl is, like I said, is a very smart player. And so that all helps, but I think it's why maybe there are some people might, do they underrate them? Well, they shouldn't because I think it's now, are they the best secondary in the league? No, but are they a good secondary with a chance to be, could they be much better? If like Forbes goes out there and makes a couple of plays, if you get a stronger pass rush, from the from the edge rushers that's chase young montez one of those guys if they could have a big year would help this group out a lot as well and i think that secondary can then help them out the other thing here and this is the key and i talked about this with Vissemeyer as well is the ability to disguise coverages i felt like this defense took a step up even a couple of years ago when they could start disguising coverages better and that comes from knowledge it's not just hey go out and do this but you have to have guys who know how to do it and can get the timing down and go from you know, sometimes you're going to line up here can you get from point a to point b where you're supposed to be after the ball is snapped and so but when you have that when you have guys who are versatile that helps do that as well so you have Quan martin and cam curl who can kind of maybe eventually play interchangeable roles. Eventually, I don't know what point he'll get to, Quan will get to that, but eventually that would be the goal. And if you have them both on the field at the same time, it causes the defense maybe to guess, to wonder a little bit who might be where and who might be in what role. All that stuff. So there you go. That's my take on the secondary. And it's why I think that they're probably, that they're a little bit better than what maybe people think. And it's why I think this defense could be really good. Um, and so there you go. Here is my conversation with Washington Commander secondary coach, Brett Besselmeyer. School is out and summer is here, so it's time to plan your next family adventure. With eight different levels, 16 courses, 250 climbing obstacles, and over 4,000 feet of zip lines, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring, located in Montgomery County, Maryland, is the largest ropes course and zip line park in the country. Beat the heat and join us after dark for some night climbing. When the sun goes down, the park is lit up, allowing you to climb under the stars. Check out their glow-in-the-park events for extra glow lights and music throughout the forest. Want to keep your feet on the ground? Grab a bite to eat from the food truck and give axe throwing a try. Perfect for first-timers or experts, their projector systems allow you to throw at traditional targets 
play tic-tac-toe, connect four, or even hunt zombies. Listeners of this show can get $5 off any ticket by entering the code KIME23DC at checkout. That's promo code KIME23DC, K-E-I-M-2-3-D-C. Now open seven days a week. This is the perfect time of year to get outside and join the adventure at theadventurepark.com. Well, I think I think the big thing is, you know, so last year I think we were like first and third downs. Yeah, yeah, with that, um, you know, and it, I think the big thing now is like, you know, especially in those final drives, you know, get them off the field because I mean, most games are coming down that last drive nowadays, right? Turnovers and last drives. That's really what it is. So, obviously, with with Quan and Manuel, the focus was getting on turnovers. You know, the more you generate, the better you are. I mean, that's just look at the stats. So, you know, and I, we've done a good job on third down. We have a good pass rush. You know, and so now it's really just you know sort of putting it all together, and closing out a few more games. Um, you know, and that's, how, yeah, that's exciting. It's easy. I mean, those are those are easy things, right? What's the, how do you how do you put it together? Or is there is there any secret sauce or anything that you guys have focused on specifically? Be like, uh, this is how we bring it together. No, I just I. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot to that. But, <laughs> no, but I think you know it's playing. It you know we got to play we got to play with um, really complementary football with the offense and special teams and like if you looked at it you know we had parts of the season where we were really humming last year where we were playing great complimentary football we're causing turnovers we're taking care of the football we're playing great in the red zone defensively and we're scoring i mean you know that's when good things happen you know, and then, uh, you know one of the one of the things playing the eagles beating them was turnovers yeah. we caused turnovers they didn't turn the ball over they turned it over you know we caused some against them which is huge right so that default pick going back was unbelievable. Still, like, <laughs> oh yeah, un- unbelievable. Yeah. Play. Yeah. Oh. And they and they and they just play so hard too. I mean, yeah. that's one thing about default. Like, yeah, he just such plays so hard, high effort. You know, well, I don't know, was he fifth round or whatever? I mean, yeah, just yeah. think about that. Like, he gets to balls too because of that. Like the one in Houston, flying. Yeah. He, was, he like Wasted shot no out of time. a cannon. Is that the one yeah. where he and ZSJ were like at the yeah, same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, but I it's mean, like, shot out of a cannon in a little tip. And, see it, yeah. get it. Yeah, so, no, it's cool. It, great, great guy. But, I mean, all those guys have been, you know, all those guys have been great with all the young guys, too, you know, because, you know, we have some good young talent in the, in the room. And, the, and they've been so good mentorship-wise. You know, those, those core four really do a good job. And, and not that... Yeah, and the other guys, Juice is great, all of them are great. But, you know, when you got guys here for four years, that's, that's, a, that's a great culture. Ron's done a good job of keeping guys in there. I mean, Jack set a very specific culture on what we're going to be like. So that's that makes it easier. You know, then, then rookies come in and there's no, there's no wiggle room, right? Like, this is who we are. So, so what, early on, early on with him, early on with Emmanuel, what have you seen? Because, like, always seems to be breaking a pass somewhere. <laughs> I know. Yeah. A, yeah. But it, I shouldn't say it's amazing because it's what he showed in college. Right. But, so what it, why is he able to do it so well like that? I think he's got a great anticipation of routes. Like, and when they come out, you ask him what he's thinking. He's got a little menu he's going through of uh, what he thinks is, is coming, you know, in there. 
I think he's taking great notes from some of the older guys, especially Kendall's been really good with him about talking, hey, you know, here in the NFL, you're, you're going to see this, this, and this. Yeah, because it's a little different yeah. at times. Just a little bit. I think the other thing is, like, you watch him get in and out of breaks. It, it, he does a great job. His transition of his feet is so quick. So he can keep up with a guy, you know, like Terry, who's got amazing route running. And it's been fun watching those two compete. Well, I saw a play the other day where he knocks it away, where it's like the receiver turns and he turns around. And he uses no ground. Right. And then he drives and breaks it up. Like, how the hell? Do you, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, no, it's, he got completely turned around. Yes. It, it, he can make, he, he can get himself out of bad situations. You know, it's like it's like the opposite of me in golf, right? <laughs> like, that's what a pro does, yes, right? They yes, hit yes, a bad ball yes, and they yes, get themselves back. Yes. Like, I'm done. I, 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 I completely agree with that. I understand that, but yeah, but he, but he definitely and like, and it's funny because even like the size thing, you wonder how does that play out. Yeah. And I saw like one practice last week, Cole Turner bodies him a little bit, and then I saw guys trying to do that yesterday, but he knows how, right. which shoulder to play on. So, but I mean, there again, so we had some individual time, and Juice and Kendall just to compliment the room or talking about, hey, man, like, you got to understand these big tight ends are going to push on you. Yes. And they're going to call you on it. Yes. (laughs) A lot of times, right? So here's how you play it and just listen to him, you know, taking the coaching in there. And he doesn't – he's very bright. So was it more positioning on that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, if you give him a chance to push off, so he's going to play a little bit lower on the guy and sort of slip around him and use that big Which is exactly what I saw him doing yesterday a couple times. Like, there were two or three balls he knocked away. The guys were trying to do that. And 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 just watching him learn like that, that's that's a cool part of how quick he is. How about Quan? He's so versatile. He's so versatile. So the cool thing about him, the, the, the biggest part is, he can blitz. He's a very good blitzer. He can, he can cover on the inside very well. We haven't even got to all the stuff he can do at safety. Um, he's already played some dime. We sort of threw him in there uh, the other day, and he did a great job. Um, just just experimenting with different roles that they could have. Uh, but I think the main thing is just developing the traits, you know, as they learn the defense and refine it. You know, because it's, it's still different. There's some similarities to what they did in college, but it, it, there's still a lot of well, a lot more layers. And I get you when know. you have guys like that, how much easier does it make you to disguise coverages? Like when you have like him exactly. and Cam, they can do it. exactly. They, they can they can guard the guy. They can blitz. They could be playing zone. You do really don't know, and that's that's the beauty of having guys that really have multiple uses in there. And uh, I mean, Cam really, Cam Cam's played about every position in the defense. Right? Well, when Cam was out there, even like I remember two, when you guys beat Brady two years ago, I think it was like the ability to disguise. It looks like you could see him going here. It's like, oh shit, it's not there. Yeah. But it's like that's such a major thing. But if you have a lot of guys, you can kind of you know. So. Yeah, and especially I mean, you know, playing veteran quarterbacks. If you don't give them a different look, yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna be a long. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and so you know, um, with um, with the manual, did you with, with, again go back to the size? Like, oh, I know what I was going to ask you because the body talking about playing him inside, working this side. Is that just to get him to help him to understand and learn the defense better? Because it's like it's it's. I think so. You get a few skills with that. Yeah. Um, I think that's something. If you talk to Kendall and hit, you know, what is he on year eight or whatever? Yeah. He's played inside to a Kansas City. Those were valuable for him. Uh, you're not going to meet a guy who really knows more football 
and Kendall as far as he's very bright, like really a coach on the field, which is awesome. Um, so I think when you develop that in a younger player, so what like what so what are some of the things? You and, and he can match up with a guy inside. Okay. We well, so, so so but you know so it could be add to the versatility. Yes, sir. But not necessarily as a full time no. thing, right? Because yeah. yeah. I mean, it could. You just and the other thing too is I remember we've been in we've been in some rough injury situations. Yes, where we've true. had a lot of guys true. play inside well, you, and out. And when you're carrying, you know, when you're carrying such a small roster, right? You got, you got to do it. And if a guy can do it, yep. but Are there some things he can learn? There's even in the spring doing it yes. that you can take to outside. Like, what are some things he can learn? Well, I think just a couple. The one, the techniques. So a lot of them crossover. I think yeah. the second thing is things happen faster on the inside yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. and just watching him on the reaction because he looked at me that one day, and he did some in college. So this isn't like foreign to him, okay, right? But he was just like. Whoa, that, that was pretty fast. I'm like, yeah. But then it's amazing the next day, all of a sudden, you watch him catch up like it was nothing. So that's where he's different than you and I. Right? Yes, I mean, yeah, there's he, a lot. It's just, yeah. it's boom. Uh, he just naturally did a lot of that. So I think he learns more of the route combinations. And when you're outside and you're looking in, uh, you know, one thing that, you know, good corners do is they can, they can see multiple guys working. And by the route of inside okay. guys, he's already catching oh, so what this guy's yeah, going yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just getting him clues as he goes. I liked watching his games because you could tell how smart he was. Like some of those picks. And the funny thing is I went, I did a story with him a couple weeks ago about okay. like, you know, like going over the touchdowns. And he's like, he goes, I don't need to watch the video. It's all in my head, which is one thing. But it's like he knew. But like watching some of those, not just those, but the picks in general, not all of them are tip balls. Like, you're positioning yourself to make those plays. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's fun to watch smart guys. Yeah. And, he, and he's very bright and understands it. And he's got some, like, instincts that yeah. you can't coach. Like, he just – I mean, you saw the picks. Yeah. Like, sometimes yeah, – no, like, what, what were you thinking here? He goes, I, I thought the ball might be going there. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you said, like, the Kentucky game, his coach was like, yeah, we talked about this. He – Emmanuel said in the, early in the week, the coach said like that day, just one time went over and he goes, one time was all it took for him to understand. You could see him, the guy starts to go motion, the, right before the step, you step inside. It's like, God, that's, and that's like a dream if you're a D-back no to doubt. make that. Play. No doubt. God, just a, just that a was, runaway yeah, touchdown yeah, like that, that was, too. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, all right, man. Hey. Thank you. Appreciate all right. Great it. to see you. Good to see you. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Brent Besselmeyer for joining me. And thank you, as always, for tuning in. I'll be back on Monday with another episode. Coming up soon, I'm going to have a conversation with Ron Rivera about Eric Bieniemy, And I'm going to have one with Emmanuel Forbes about the plays he made in college that made him such a standout. Stay tuned for those. And I'll talk to you next time.